I can't wait. This weekend, I'm pulling out the Traeger. Going to put a nice pork butt on there. Nice. Let the neighborhood smell my delicious fumes of pork ass. Porky. Oh, it's going to be so good. What are you guys doing for Memorial Day weekend? Standing on a baseball field. <laughs> Yard work. Yard work? Landscaping, yeah, baby. You know, it, it's a good weekend for that, though. It actually is. I, I've really enjoyed the the trials of manual labor. You know, this is an American weekend, and that's an American thing. So Hell yeah. I appreciate that. I think I'll bust out the trigger, too, though. Grass. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my colonial-ass grass. I, I am yeah. cursed now. Every time I look at yards, I'm like, what a strange concept. Well, what's funny is what you did is you tore out your grass to put in fresh grass. Which so is so you, strange. You let the last grass that owned that property, you took them, you moved them somewhere else, Kicked them out of their spot. You know where they're going. New one. They're going to a compost bin. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to welcome in new nature spirits into my new yard. It's like you're the English moving to America. I feel like you're reaching, buddy. No. Might be reaching a little. <laughs> Just a little. No. No? No. Okay. Welcome back, purgators, to Stuck in This Purgatory. I'm Chase. And joining me in purgatory, as always, is Hunter. I don't have anything to say. Yeah, Hello. You know, I feel you. I couldn't think of anything fun. Shalom. Shalom. Yeah. Bala shalom. Do you know anything in Philippine? Philippines? I don't. Hello okay. in Philippine. Oh. And Adrian. Hello. Still sticking Back with the hello. Classic. Oh, Back yeah. To the classic. You know, it's stuck at this point. We like, gotta stay with our roots. Yeah, you better just stick with it forever. If you ever deviate at this rate, it's over for you. I mean, obviously, I people am a like slave us. to them. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your money. I'll do anything for money. I'm a sellout. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> oh, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, can we talk about the Avs? Uh, the Avalanche. We're talking about the Colorado Avalanche, our, our Colorado hockey team. Our home state. Yep, and they are pissing me off. You know what? But they're killing it, though. Let's be they fair. Are. I think they're cursed, though. If they don't win tonight, if I had to look at my phone right now and they don't win, then we just, we're just cursed. We cannot get past, we cannot get to the conference finals. I, I refuse to watch. Beck and I refuse to watch. Because you think you curse it? I, yeah, I know for a fact that we have no jurisdiction over how they accomplish games. But I feel like if I turn on that TV and they fucking lose, I will feel the most remorse I've ever felt in my life. I don't know how you do that because you love hockey. I love it. But you know what? Also, fuck Kroenke. Who's that again? He's the owner. Oh. Yeah, Kroenke Sports. Fuck him. Is he, doesn't he, does he own the, the fucking yes. the Rockies? Rams. Oh. Who? He owns the Los Angeles Rams. Oh. No, he owns the Abs too. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah, Who owns the Rockies? The Rockies is a fucking douchebag too. Uh, that they're all douchebags. But here's the thing: yeah. I I love the I love my Avs. They're they're my home team. I loved them since I was a wee little lad. Yep. But if you refuse to show me your fucking games on TV, if you make your tickets so ridiculously expensive for me to go see a game, and I can only buy your apparel at certain stores sure. at your high ass rate, fuck you, dude. No, he's a sellout. Like how how am I as a fan supposed to support your team? It's true. Because you're from Colorado. Fuck that. I still I, I still want them to win though. I love them so much. I do too. And I had to get I had to watch the games on YouTube TV because I couldn't get the fucking Comcast shit to work. Well, Comcast doesn't have it. Well, they yeah. do. It's on TNT. Yeah, if it's on TNT, but yeah, but it's only if they're in an outside out of state game. Yeah. Yes. Or if it's the finals, which is on ESPN or whatever. Yeah, it's bullshit. <sighs> maybe one day a soul possess me to watch the game. Hopefully they win. If they make it to the conference finals, you should probably watch. That's pretty cool. I told Beck, Beck and I agreed that if it's the final game, they make it to the finals, it's the final game, they're about to win, there's like a minute or two left in the final game, <laughs> I will that. turn it on just so I can watch the celebration. There but it go. has to be a guaranteed win. If it's like three to two and there's still two minutes left, <laughs> You're out. I'm out. I'm not watching it. Not I'll, I'll wait for the highlights. <laughs> Deal. Deal. You keep that up because they're they're going to fucking win tonight. They're going to fucking win. I need to fucking look. It's going to drive me nuts. Right now. No. no, two to one. Oh, that's okay. They'll come back. They'll come back. Top of the third. Yeah, top of the third. Left. That's okay. They'll come back. That's okay. 
All right. So, getting off of sports, let's talk about today's topic. What is that, Chase? Uh, well, Satan got a hold of me, so I don't know. <laughs> it's Filipino possessions. <laughs> Just kidding. No, no it's psych. It is possessions as a whole. Oh. Wink, wink. A hole? <laughs> what kind of hole? The warp gate. Apparently, the warp gate. <laughs> the Magnus Menturium. We so, need to come up with a Latin term for Chase's asshole. Oh, you can find I'm sure there's words all over the place. We'll figure it out. Uh, so today we are going to be talking about some of the history. What is possession? Um, we're going to be talking about some biblical verses about possession. As well as how one could be possessed. How you could tell if someone's possessed. As well as some of the ways that possession happens throughout the whole community. Adrian was also nice enough to put in how to and how not to be possessed. Yeah, I was wondering, do we have a step-by-step guide on how to... For uh, Filipinos, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Reverse, oh, well, very specific. Filipino possessions only. So if you're everybody else, fuck off. Yeah, you guys can't follow that. <laughs> fuck! And then uh, I think we're going to follow this up with some stories in some later episodes. we got some pretty big juicy ones to go through, so... Yes, we have... Uh... What's her name? Annalise. Annalise. Ooh. It's a good got one. Roland Doe. That's it's a really a good, good one. one. Yep. And a few others that I found. All right. So to begin the topic of demonic possession, we have to go all the way back into history to find where this belief first began. What is possession, Chase? Uh, possession is when I get something so far deep in my brain that I just cannot help but go to that store and buy that goddamn thing. It's called you're addicted to shopping. You are addicted. <laughs> it, it's called I have a hole in my pocket. I don't know, Adrian. What is possession? It is widely believed that a person's mind and soul can be possessed by spirits, whether by man, demon, or God. The difference between a demonic possession and a normal normal possession is demonic possession is when Satan or a demon enters and takes over the physical and mental capabilities of a victim. However, the soul and will remains free. I think of this. Have you guys ever seen uh, the movie Get Out? Chase probably hasn't, but Adrian, have you seen the movie Get yes, Out? Yes, absolutely amazing movie. Right. I think that <laughs> you, is, you guys missed the Italian. Yeah. Bah. I think of that as possession, right? You're you're inside your body, but you're looking at your outside action, you know? Yes. That makes sense? Yes. That I think that's exactly the I, kind of... Yeah, but... Uh, it's kind of hard to say because in that he was able to like kind of still control his will. He was paralyzed in a yeah. way. Yeah, right, right, right. But yes, I see where you're going with it. But with demonic possessions, it's more, you know, you're not in control at all. You're just observing from the no, inside. You're just And then and then you just start speaking Latin and Spanish because you don't even know it. One of these days, I'm going to fuck with you guys. I'm going to spend like a whole summer and not tell you I'm going to learn Latin. And then one day, I'm just going to roll my eyes in the back of my head and be like, yeah. Then you got to bring up Schwan. <laughs> Schwan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bring it up, darkness. <laughs> what would you guys do? I would honestly freak I'd be out. Like, all if hail you, Chase. Yeah. <laughs> if you pulled that off, I would I would all hail Chase for sure. I'd be terrified. Hell yeah, brother. The, the covenant would be fulfilled. Yes. Yes. The witch's covenant. The blood. The blood oath would be made. Well, you guys want to make a blood oath, by the way? No. Okay. Just checking. Just I'm down. Check. AIDS. <laughs> that, do you want to get AIDS? Because that's how you get AIDS. Well. Continue, a, Adrian. In a do- demonic possession, Satan will act through the victim without the victim's consent. No that's, shit. That's not okay. The demon has to ask the person first. I want written contractual proof with signatures. <laughs> God damn it. Yes. Yeah. Th- you this you is always a modern, ask for consent. This is a modern world, Satan. Get used to it. Yes. <laughs> Get up to the laws. We're all living in an Amber Heard world, okay? We got to obey by well, her we, rules. We don't bring up her name. Amber Turd. Oh, I'm sorry. Amber Turd. Heard on a turd. <laughs> that's the new elf on the shelf. Sorry, Jim. Go ahead. Well, without the victim's consent. Thus, the victim is morally blameless. Satan does not act alone when he possesses an individual. He works side by side with many evil spirits, such as spirits of lust, hate, destruction, suicide, revenge, anger, anxiety, depression, death, torment, etc. 
<laughs> guys, I think I'm fucking possessed. So what you're saying is there is still hope that I could be a succubus. Yes. I think you Fuck might be. Yes. Did you enjoy that game, Chase? I know you've no, asked you that a few I times. I didn't like it. I really enjoyed it's that too game. aggressive for me. Too aggressive? I had to turn off some things. Some of, some of it was really, really yeah, aggressive. Yeah, too much. We're talking about a video game called Succubus. Uh, prior to the biblical explanation of possession, in ancient Greece, the pagans put an emphasis on the belief that the gods would interfere with their daily lives. Their idea of possession was when a god would cause them to act in a certain manner or simply inhabit their body to achieve an end of their own. Buddhist and Hindu beliefs considered possessive interference by gods and demons to be everyday occurrences. African tribal religions and their respective offshoots consider possession the way that their gods and secondary deities show favor and proof of their power. You know, I'm just going to blame next time, like, you know, I do something wrong. Oh, Zeus took me over. I'm sorry. He was just, he's just using my body for his works. Yeah, I mean, get pulled over with DUI, just be like, oh, I'm sorry I was possessed. It was Hades. Sorry. Christianity's viewpoint of possessions. The Christian culture continues to dominate when it comes to popular theories of demons. Any average person is going to associate demons with the devil and his origin in Christianity. This can be troublesome to those deeply immersed in the religion, as it is still an incredibly popular topic in possession movies. Popular demon culture is the driving force for how we continue to see them in books and films, and is what is most concerning to people with respect to the horror culture. After all, there's nothing more terrifying than the thought that a malicious spirit or demon has complete control of your body and mind, and showing signs of unusual behavior or expressing radically different ideals that was once common for the day would essentially damn an individual to being accused of possession. Very interesting. It would be, it's hard because when we think of pop culture possessions, it's probably more, you know, demon comes in and starts just mutilating your body or killing people or whatnot. But I read in some, some possession cases that they just, you get possessed and you radically change your views on life and you publicly outspeak it. And then thus you're possessed by something. I, my thing on the possession is like all the cases you see though is someone's possessed, but it's not like full time. It's not a full time job. It's like, eh, you know what, Ted, I showed up for work today to possess this chick. Uh, you know, it was kind of tiresome. So I'm going to go hit the sack after a while. What if demons only have so much energy to, to manifest and only the really like, you know, like they say, like the lieutenants, like the fucking the upper echelon of demons can actually maintain possession that long and take the souls. But what are they trying to get out of it? I don't know. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe there's a big like score system. Like maybe it's like back in <laughs> kindergarten where Satan's like, you get a gold star today. <laughs> Three possessions today. Good job. Keep on hailing Satan. Yeah. Maybe it's that. I don't know. Maybe it's like God where he needs his prayers and stuff to, you know, like, like let's take Santa Claus. If no one believes in Santa Claus, Santa Claus doesn't exist. Theoretically. Maybe this is, this is the devil's way of gaining power. Hey, Santa it, still exists. You know don't, what? Don't you dare go off on Santa. Sorry about you that. You could be right. Hell could be like your pretty face going to hell mm. and it's just a corporate world and everybody's just trying to get their numbers. Yeah. We, if, if you want to get... Half of the the shit cake, you know, instead of the the full shit cake, you have to get you have to hit your metrics, and that's that's what's important. It's just sure. a corporate structure. Sure. I like the way Pretty Faces Going to Hell does it. Do I like to job. imagine that's how hell actually is. How about the stories of like an eighty pound woman throwing a two hundred pound bookshelf? There is some you peculiar know, stories. Some people have untamed strength; they don't know. <laughs> Country boy strength. <laughs> Let's just be fair here. <laughs> I mean, it's like a, it's like if your kids are trapped underneath a car, you can like lift the car, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, if no. you, if your adrenaline, well, I don't know about that, but if your adrenaline's going enough, like you do some pretty crazy shit. Okay, but I mean, how many times can you keep repeating it with your adrenaline so high? I don't know, Mister Science Man. How about you tell me? Yeah, how about tell you us. tell me for once? <gasps> I don't know shit. Thank oh, you. Shit about fuck. I'm so, just a tiny little fucking speck of dust on this place we call Earth in this giant galaxy of mind fuck. Just just masturbating through the eons of time. Well, my spec enjoyed you saying that, so. You're welcome. Luckily, in the modern era, individuals are given more leeway to change up their perspectives and essentially change the way their lives are going without being considered to be under 
demonic possession. Surprisingly, an aspect of possession theory that is not fully explored exactly how the devil or his minions claim their victims in the first place. Weak minds. That's how. Weakness. Yes. I, I, I really generally think it's through weakness in your mind. Yeah. Not being able to control your personal lives and... Your emotions. Yes. You're being... You're open. Now, there is a caveat to that. And I actually, guys, to get serious, I think that sometimes you can welcome this shit into your life. Unfortunately, with signing up with this podcast, we have welcomed some supernatural shit into our lives. Could be. If you seek it, they will come. I'm telling you. Build a dreams. Good, good one, Adrian. Kevin Cosner. Well, our our wait. brains are in two different ways. Wait, wait. <laughs> is is Lay, Lay, Ray Loretta? Is he in Field of Dreams? The yes. Italian. That's sad. Rest in peace, Ray. That's good. Hey, see what well, you said. Keep that rest in it, peace. It will come. Hey, Ray, come down and visit us on our podcast. Come make us famous, bud. I You're bet. amazing. If you build it, they will come. You know, I did. It reminds me of Noah's Ark, and I did see a meme the other day, uh, and it was I actually loved it. It was like, you should never have to fight, but when you do have to fight. You fight like you're the third monkey trying to get on Noah's Ark, and buddy, it's fucking raining. (laughs) (laughs) Buddy, it's fucking raining. (laughs) A few passages out of the Christian Bible that show signs of demonic possession are Matthew 9.32 and 9.33. As they went forth, behold, there was brought to him a dumb man possessed with a demon. And when the demon was cast out, the dumb man spanked, and the multitudes marveled, saying, It was never so seen in Israel. Like that, you like that reference to, to Rick and Morty? Yes. Israel. Is that why do I always bring up Israel? I don't know. It's just something you do when you black out drunk. I don't know, Rick. Move on. <laughs> We're moving on. <laughs> Mark 120. Ooh. <laughs> Am I reading this? Good luck with this one. Really good luck with this oh, one. You just, took it. you just took it God and ran, it. my dude. Move your cursor. <laughs> pra- pra- praise be to Chase. Good luck, my dude. Mark 120. Should I say the fives? No. No, oh, okay. It's just the chapter numbers. <laughs> I've never read the Bible, so I have no fucking idea. <laughs> oh, my God. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. He's possessed. Holy shit. Mark one. <laughs> Are you going to burn? <laughs> yes, I might. Are you? My, I'm already getting hot. He's actually starting to like fume a little bit. You, know? you see my face? Yeah. <laughs> Mark one twenty. They came to the other side of the sea to the country of Gerasenes. I hope I pronounced that right. <laughs> And when Jesus had stepped out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. He lived among the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been bound with shackles and chains, but he wrenched the chains apart, and he broke the shackles in pieces. No one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains he was always crying out and cutting himself with stone. And when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and fell down before him. And crying out with a loud voice, he said, what, ha- what have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I assure you, by God, do not torment me. For he was saying to him, come out of the man, you unclean spirit. And Jesus asked him, what is your name? He replied, my name is Legion, for we are many. And he begged him earnestly not to send them out of the country. Now a great herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside, and they begged him, saying, Send us to the pigs. Let us enter them. So he gave them permission, and the unclean spirits came out and entered the pigs. And the herd, numbering about 2,000, rushed down the steep bank into the sea and drowned in the sea. The herdsmen fled and reported it in the city and in the country, and people came to see what it was that had happened. And they came to Jesus and saw the demon-possessed man, the one who had had the legion, sitting there, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And those who had seen it described to them what had happened to the demon-possessed man and to the pigs. And they began to beg Jesus to depart from their region. As he was getting into the boat, the man who had possessed the demons begged him that he might be with him. And he did not permit him, but said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you. And how much he has made mercy on you. And he went away and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And everyone marveled. Wow. That's one of the best stories out of the Bible. Honestly, Jesus is such a gangster in this. He's like, demon, go to the pigs. Pigs, go to the ocean. 
No, the pay. Well, the demons, they chose to. Yeah, they chose for suicide. It's still crazy though. Yeah, but it's still th- crazy. That begs me to differ. Why, if they wanted suicide so bad, why didn't they just make this man kill himself? And that's the hard thing about possessions is how much power does a demon actually possess? Well, there is clearly two thousand demons in him, so I think a lot of power. Yeah, but 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 pigs, you know, simple minded, but like for the complex complexity of a man's soul and mind, maybe it's takes more energy. I don't know. Like you're right. Why didn't he just like yeet himself off the cliff? Why were there two thousand pigs? Hey, <laughs> Where in the was... country were they? <laughs> yeah. How much pork was this man selling? <laughs> Think how many pork butts you could have made. Oh, <laughs> the Traeger. You know what? The sweet taste of sulfur is so much better. <laughs> <laughs> I got Adrian on that one. <laughs> well, monkey read Mark 7, 26 through 30. Oh, not again. All right. GL, my dude. Got big <laughs> word coming. Big word. Oh, fuck. Well, I'm sorry in advance. Mark seven twenty six through 730. For the woman was a Gentile. A Syrophoenician born. Wow. And she besought him that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter, who said to her, Suffer first child to be filled, for it is not good to take the bread of the children, and cast it to the dogs. But she answered and said to him, Ye Lord, for the... Oh, hold on, I need a female voice for this. (laughs) Ye Lord, (laughs) ye Lord, for the whelps also eat under the table the crumbs of the children. And he said to her, For this saying, go thy way. The devil is gone and out of the daughter. And when she was come into her house, and when she was come into her house, she found the girl lying upon the bed. And that the devil was gone. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. The devil is gone. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He had come down on this young lady and cast away Satan. That was good. Amen. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did Amen. you guys think of the the Bible verses? I, I, the first I one it. was better. <laughs> Chase is like better quality, better quality. Uh, Very hard to read. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God for New English. Yeah, for real. Thank you, King James. No, honestly though, uh, you know, growing up with the Bible and this stuff, it, that that first story is very famous, and it's the it's second, a good one. Second story. No, the first one with the with, with the legion. Oh, legion too. I heard a lot about legion. Yeah, legion. Is we one are of legion. The most. Popular, and we go back to pop culture in movies a lot. They they reference that that line a lot. We are Legion, which I like a lot. It gives me gives me the good chills. The good chills gives me a rock hard boner. So why are we talking about Christian beliefs? <laughs> wow, he moved on quick. <laughs> <laughs> Skip your fact. Christian beliefs and their Bible verses. Well, this is where many of the possessions, as well as exorcist and people believe why other people get possessed. It's mainstream. Yes. That's absolutely. all it is. It's mainstream. It's what's in all the movies. It's what everybody talks about. So we cover all of these bases just to make sure that we're going over why people believe this is actually a thing. You know, he they joked about me burning in my chair reading those Bible verses. I think Adrian's the one coughing up some fucking devil juice right now. You got a little, you got a little devil coming in your chest. <laughs> it's his eyebrows. I knew it. Oh no, his it's eyebrows going. are pointed for a reason. It's going. <laughs> the horns, they cometh. Run, Chase. Save yourself. I'll hold them down. What if like two horns just went? <laughs> I would love to meet you. <laughs> What's your real name? Juan. Juan. I need. I need my crack. <laughs> my my demog name would be Beelzebub. <laughs> Mine would be Chase. <laughs> Already, sorry, boys. I'm already here. I'm sorry. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Purgatory. You're already evil enough. <laughs> well, we get away from the Christian beliefs on demonic possessions and go into more of a pagan belief with our Filipino pagan beliefs on demon- demonic possessions. All right. Let's talk about it, boys. I'm going to try. Can I try? Go yeah. for it. Okay, there's, there's some words. There's some words here. I, I know. He already gave me a look like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> yeah. There's some words. I'm going to try. So before the conquistadors arrived, the Philippines was a pagan country. Ancestor worship and belief in deities like Anito and Bolul in Diwata or in Canto were acceptable practices. They were both revered and feared. Many pinions think the spirit of the glass or the Ouija board poses no real danger, but it's satanic in nature. Talking to spirits opens the door for demons to possess or influence a person. Now, I actually do believe this. I think when you 
use certain things, you can welcome. I think we did this with Sean. I think we've kind the of the four corner challenge. We need okay, to do well, it. let's okay. We will I'm do down. an episode on the Ouija board, but I do not believe the Ouija board actually holds any power within it. It's like we've said several times. It is you welcoming these spirits and wanting to communicate. You're opening these doors, and that's what's physically actually happening. I would actually agree with Chase on that. I think it's it's a manifestation of will. The sure. Ouija board was straight up a fucking toy manu- manufactured by... Hasbro. I think, yeah, Hasbro. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So Ouija board has nothing to do with it, although it has a superstition behind it. It is. I'm scared of it, but that's just me. Okay, let's try this one. Uh, for example, the mother of Clarita Villanueva... Practiced witchcraft and communicated with demons. The familiar spirit followed wherever she went. When she became a prostitute, demons possessed her during her weakest moment. Alice Calbertera swallowed an anting anting and became a monghuhulala, monghukulalam, and an esparatesta. She was later possessed and tormented by the same demons that gave her powers. Uh, anting, anting, anting are mainly used for protection, prosperity, health, and strength. It's like a uh, necklace that you put around yourselves, like a stone. Okay. A little it's protection. Agumat. Spell of protection. All right, Adrian, what is a mong hula hula and a mong kula kulam? They are that? witches. 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 Uh, one is a fortune teller. The other ones are just straight up witches. So maybe I should tell Olivia next time I see her, you're a mong hula hula. Yes. She'd oh, love that. She would love that. Wait, we, we should send her an Instagram message. Like, what's up, my hula hula? Yes. <laughs> She's like, what? Be like, how's our favorite my hula hula doing? She starts speaking in like tongues and shit. <laughs> Whoa, shit, fuck. Oh, man, that's not what I was expecting. All right, let's continue. Socialite Corey Corino nearly died when her husband brought home an antique bulula. I think you missed a great point. What? When talking about Alice Calabatera. What did I say? She was later possessed and tormented by the same demons that gave her powers. I thought I said that, but yeah. Yeah, bet. No, we stopped at Manghula Hula. No, yeah, yep. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Well, now moving on to socialite Corey. Nearly died when her husband brought home an antique Baloo. She saw it turn into a dark creature who cursed her. Corey, Corey suddenly lost weight and was depressed for no reason. She also heard noises and felt strong heat emanating from the Baloo statues. Is it Baloo or Baloo? And a baloo is also known for being a carved wooden figure that is used to guard the rice crop by the Ifugao. So, kind of a voodoo doll. Yes, essentially. Let's talk about good old John Ramirez, who was a former witch who asked Satan to be his father. Eventually, he possessed powers and became a warlock. Witch to warlock. Interesting. The devil did not play with him or attempt to enter his body. John embraced the devil as his own family. Wow, that's just just like that. You know, it just seems really easy. When I want to talk to God, you know, he doesn't really want to listen. But, you know, if John Ramirez wants to talk to Satan, he, he gets to be his daddy. So, yeah, but why Sa- do you think it's so easy to do bad things? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, Satan's got open lines, God is closed. You have to have the right connections for that. It's true. It's all about who you know. All about, thank you, money man. Thank you. These entities enter a portal and he can communicate with them. Eventually, we're still talking about John. Eventually, they turned against him when John gave his life to Christ. But greater is Jesus that is in John, the devils who are in the world. Wow, 180. Went from witch to warlock to Jesus. Just goes to show you, all you have to do is at the very end of your life say, I embrace you, Jesus. Sorry, I apologize for my sins. And you're golden. Yep, you got your ticket to heaven. Yep. Technically speaking, that is in the Bible. As long as you ask to be saved, you will be saved. Even if you are a heinous murderer, rapist, polygamist, whatever the hell else is. Polygamy is not bad. I just want to be a cucumber. (laughs) (laughs) Helen's relatives in the province experienced a poltergeist. Things flew and glasses broke in her aunt's house. They were Catholic devotees who had a vast collection of santos. Although they became Christians, they couldn't let go of their idols. They called a pastor to conduct a house deliverance. They took out the images and burned them. Witnesses said the bonfire exploded and an eerie feeling of demonic presence jolted them. Hey, you know, the smell of sulfur is good for you in the morning. I, I think the Filipino beliefs are just absolutely crazy. These are just wild. I'm just yeah, like these reading stories each one of these. are. I mean, this next one's crazy. Yes. Do you want to read this next one? Yes, I do. Yeah, because you sounded interested earlier. In the late 1980s, Edith, not her real name, 
had a strange fashion. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> like, we're really concerned that I know. Edith, we're going to find real Edith. Name. Yeah, we're going to find her and we're going to prosecute her and interview her. I didn't say anything about your shitty ass ad voice. <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, well, we're done. <laughs> Moving on. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> Adrian, please continue for the for the, our, our wonderful listeners. They're probably so lost at this rate. <laughs> I'm lost, too, and I'm fucking reading it from a book. The late 1980s, Edith, not her real name, had a strange fascination with the Tasmanian Devil cartoons. She first owned a stuffed toy. Eventually, it became an obsession to collect and fill her room with Taz collectibles. Eventually, she she became depressed. Demons used her toy collection to possess her. Exorcism took place. And the pastor attributes the dev- devilish spirit from the Taz cartoon that became her obsession. God prohibits wor- worship and association with the idols, even if it was made under the likeness of heaven or for the art's sake. Okay, two things. First off, how terrifying would it be to have a whole bunch of Tasmanian devil cartoon dolls be possessed with these demons running around your fucking room? <laughs> What's that noise that he'd fucking make when you'd spin around? That shit would be horrifying. It'd be horrible. Okay, but second off, what a bullshit fucking verse right there. God prohibits worship and association from idols. That's all fucking Christianity is. Mm, The cross. Yeah, but that's that's, that's That's the symbol. symbol. Idols being idols as you worship them as as powerful. Yeah, as God. Yes. We worship cross as as it's the... Don't you worship pictures of Jesus and God? Not necessarily. We're we're thinking of God at the point. Yeah, uh, that's, like the actual individual. They're, they take that the idol. That is a slippery mudslide slope. No, it's like taking this skull here, Chase, and being like, "This is the deity, Jubutu, and Jubutu is the god of of foam, and and foam foam is good, and then we worship it because foam is good. That's it. But, that's that's the worship of an idol. But you're you're literally taking the skull as an image of. What you just meant as foam. No, but that's actually Mobutu. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Right there. Not and, but, and the, but the cross isn't God. No. No. The cross isn't God. The cross is a symbol of God. Uh, if, I it's a bullshit, if I had a bullshit button. It's a sacrifice. Go. Okay, so, so the Filipino practices that we should avoid. What What are they? I don't know. Okay, how about I tell you? Please tell me. Dealing with... <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear you try and say this, because this has been fun. So, Filipino practices you should avoid. Dealing with a magu kalalam. <laughs> wow, he wow. went for it. He, he went hit that so good. <laughs> or espirasta. It's mankukalam. I fucking liked Adrian. Okay, if you can do it so much better. Go no, on. I want you to do it. That was adorable what Adrian did. Filipino practices you should avoid. Dealing with a mankukulam or espiritasta. <laughs> <laughs> We would like to hear from our Filipino listeners oh on God. how bad we're, we're butchering I, these. I think you're having a great, you're doing a great job. Number two, consulting with the Magatawas. That one was good. Number three, participating participating in spirit of the glass or Ouija board. Number four, wearing anting anting medals or amulets. Number five, idol worship of Santos or Rebutos. Number six, getting treatment from an albularo, maybe? Yeah. Albularo? Close enough. Albularo, yeah. Number seven, some herbal medicines are blessed by encantos. Number eight, familiar spirits or generational curses that must be cut off. Number nine, keeping antique religious items dedicated to God. Number 10, fortune telling or tarot card reading. Oh, we're fucked. That's funny though. I like, know. I liked your numbering system. Yeah, that was great. That was great. <laughs> Is, are there more? Or was that it? That's the only 10? There's only 10. There's the 10 commandments that you should avoid. I find it interesting, and I can't wait to talk to Olivia about this. She's Filipino, and she did a tarot card reading. And our little thing here says you should avoid that. Interesting. I'm, per- I'm pretty sure she wears anting anting as well. I really want to know more. I feel like we just called out Olivia. I'm sorry. No, I want to know more. I actually, <laughs> hey, I want to be educated on this. We're sorry. We're, we're sorry. sorry. We're sorry. So let's move on from understanding if a person is possessed or under temptation. How is demonic possession different from demonic 
temptation. So this this is really good because this is getting to Chase's point that he said earlier. Because he was wondering how someone could uh, just like do something bad and then say that they're not possessed instead of like the 80-pound girl that's throwing a 200-pound bookshelf. So in a lot of Christian beliefs as well as pagan beliefs, when you do something bad, that's the devil tempting you to go to that side. When you're being possessed, that's when there's seriously a demon butt-fucking you. And it's inside of you. Aggressive. And it doesn't leave until it wants to leave. All right, first, it must be said that demonic possessions are extremely rare. The more common forms of demonic activity are diabolic temptation and diabolic diabolic oppression. Many who are victims of these two forms of attack mistakenly think themselves possessed. I would argue that we are constantly tempted, tempted, tempted in all of our day-to-day life. Tempted to buy this, tempted to touch that, tempted to lick that. I have to stop myself from licking walls all the time. By way of explaining these, I'll start with the basics. We all have five senses. Sight, sound, smell, touch, and taste. It is through these senses that we experience our world. There is a sort of unseen force, so to speak, which we can call the common sense that binds the experiences of the individual's senses together, transferring it to our memory and imagination, generally in the form of images. For example, once you have experienced cherry pie, the smell and sight of cherry pie immediately brings to mind that experience, taste, texture, etc. Our cognitive faculty making use of the data gained from these senses determines whether that pie is good or bad. I just have to give a shout out to my lovely fiance. You make the best cherry pie I've ever had, so you're going to make me fat off of it. All right, I'm taking this next one. <laughs> Take it. Oh, you are taking it. How do demons enter? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Long and hard. <laughs> Unconsensual. <as well>. Unconsensual. <laughs> Demonic spirits gain access in the life of an individual through what is known as a doorway. <laughs> doorway. <laughs> You're a child. <laughs> doorway. I am. A doorway is a vulnerable area <laughs> in the life of a person that becomes open to the access of evil spirits, whether through voluntary or involuntary means. Hmm. No consent. <laughs> <laughs> we're all children fuck off (laughs) these doorways can stem from different level involvement in the occult traumatic occurrences taking of drugs generational curse and different situation which triggers intense negative emotional reaction a person's voluntary sins can also have an effect if a person has become demonic demonically possessed in most cases a demonic possession a steady prayer life like praying the 15th decades of the rosary each day and the absence and the abstaining from sins, especially moral sins, fornication, masturbation, heresy, pride, anger, wow, we're fucked, is for, <laughs> is for most people enough to free themselves from the demonic influence. So just stop masturbating and you won't be possessed no more. Yeah, good luck. Did you there's there's a that? reason Pornhub <laughs> is so popular. I had a great time. Great time what? Laughing. About doorways? About doorways. Don't keep your doorway open for for random spirits to get inside of you. This right here was a calling for all you children out there. Don't do drugs. (laughs) That's a great point. Hunter, I think it's time we have a sit-down conversation with you. I got to quit the crack. Yes. And the butt stuff. Yeah. I can't quit that. I don't know. His his doorway is already way too open. (laughs) I I worship needed. I worship the religion called the Warp Gate, the Asdorium Mortarium, uh, a.k.a. Chase's Asshole. Oh, God. Let's talk about the nature of demonic spirits. Why don't we? Do you want me to talk about it? You want to talk about it? Oh, go ahead. You've been killing it. The nature of demonic spirits. Demonic spirits are merciless beings that, are, that will not hesitate to try and take advantage of human lives with every opportunity they get. Whether it's through a willful act that creates an open door in the life of an individual or through a traumatic experience, a demonic spirit will seek to take full advantage of these moments and will try to gain access into the life of a person. Dabbling in the cult is by far the quickest way for demons to gain entrance in the lives of humans. This is because most occult activities involve having direct contact with demonic spirits. Whether it's dabbling with tarot cards, Ouija boards, necromancy, witchcraft, 
or any other means of consulting evil spirits, it will certainly open up the doorway to demonic bondage. Kinky. Using drugs also increases susceptibility to demonic invasion in a person's life, because drugs disrupt the coherent state of mind and will open up an individual to controlled, be controlled by demonic spirits. By use of drugs is a person putting himself into a state which he can see and have access to demonic entities. In the Apocalypse, i.e. chapter 9, verse 21, the word sorceries is used. It's from the Greek pharakia, which involves the use of drugs to achieve hallucinations, such as part of witchcraft, evil arts, etc. The point is that there is a biblical connection between drug use and sorcery, aka access to spirits, evil spirits. It's therefore no surprise that people who are using drugs see evil spirits. A person who uses drugs is definitely opening themselves up to becoming possessed. That takes so, me back to your story. I was going to say the very, same thing. Very bold statement, but I mean... It's not a bold statement. It's a great statement. It's it is a, a great fact. statement. Well, it is a goddamn cafe fact. Ding! Well, well, think about when you... You are lucky you weren't possessed. I mean... I think he was. I'm so you strong. You your, your warp gate. I'm just so strong. I just can't help it. I, I don't know. I think you were possessed. If well, you were literally seeing other demons attached to people, I think you were. But, yeah, I mean, yes, but... What if you had one on your back and you had no clue? I feel like I would know, wouldn't I? How would you know? Because I could see it. The, I pierced the veil. How would you see it on your back? Did you feel heavy? No. But I feel like I would not necessarily see it on my back. Wouldn't you feel that kind of presence? I don't know. Again, I mean, don't, don't here, do drugs. Here's a philosophical question. Just don't do drugs. Right. Here's a philosophical question. <laughs> If you are possessed, do you know you're possessed? Are you just in a dreamlike state that you're just you're dreaming? I Chase, think you're when in a you coma-like state. When yeah, when when Chase is dreaming every night, his fucked up dreams, he's be, is he being possessed in an alternate universe? No, no, he's not taking drugs. Come on, we just read this. So by taking drugs, that's the only way you get possessed. Not only no. way, but there but were several ways. Were you seeing other demons attached to people? I feel like those demons were was doing like a draft pick like it was NFL draft 2022 <laughs> they're like we pick Hunter Owens for the number one draft to be fucked and and they're just toying with you they're like okay we're gonna let him see the other side real quick they're just like rubbing your shoulders real quick and you're like oh that feels nice and then they're like a couple years down the road you're like let's do a nice little uh you got an injury mediation or what my bad meditation meditation and you're laying there and they're like Let's go to the other side. And then you're like, whoa, whoa, that's a little too far. I didn't sign the contract yet. Hmm. And then, that, so give it a couple more years. And then it's starting to be like, you're going to be sitting upstairs in the corner, just, little, little, little. Well, to your point, here's another way that you can be possessed it's not just through drugs. Okay. It's involuntary entry points. <laughs> involuntary entry point of demons. Well, before you say this, Chase. Adrian, how do you how do you make these notes so damn sexual? Every 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 episode you make them there's some always a little sexual point to it. It's for you me. A, he's it's like a big dog. He's like a late night Haven't radio host. Have you guys host. figured out through our 30 episodes now that most of this stuff is just sexual references and people hoping that this stuff actually happens? Let's go back to your 10 stories you gave us <laughs> <laughs> about people feeling their thigh being rubbed. And <laughs> yes. I don't know what book oh, you read. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was softcore Back porn. in the early day, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, that was the best I could find in the, the butthole of Reddit. That was really hard to, to find in no, good stories. No, it was stories. a butthole of a book. Yes. Oh, it was. It was like a little blog or something. Involuntary entry point of demons. <laughs> in instances where demons enter the life of an, of an individual through involuntary means are usually during those times when a person goes through a traumatic experience which causes intense negative emotional reactions that are above normal. This can be an overwhelming response to an experience, which causes one to be completely overcome by fear, deep depression, deep sorrow, very deep emotional pains, and different negative emotions, which are above normal. I think Chase is bored with this episode and just get more and more sexual. <laughs> I'm not bored. This is a lovely episode. I mean, we're, we're we're making a lot of jokes, but this there is some inter- I could bring up some interesting stories and things that I've read that it, it, there, there's some cases in the in the real world of people being possessed and shit happening, and it's kind of terrifying. You want fine? You want you want real? You want real chase? Yes. I you want possessed chase? chase? Yes. Demon chase? Demon chase? Anger. <laughs> Anger is also another emotion which demons tend to feed off of, especially when a person decides to dwell on being angry. 
by choosing to hold on to whatever is making them angry. This will open the door for demonic spirits to come in and influence them to go different deeds by further fueling their anger into rage. Rage. Fucking rage. Rage face. <laughs> I rage every weekend. I enjoyed that. You're welcome. Thank you. There's better. a more serious angry chase side. Well, talking about anger, how about the generational curse? And this actually intrigues me to the Paranormal Activity movies where... The mom basically gave up her firstborn daughter and no, not the mom, the grandma. She gave up the daughter, the granddaughter, the firstborn daughter mm-hmm. within the family to the devil to get generational wealth. And yep. I mean, stuff like this, I don't know if it's real, but if it is real, it's fucked up. It's in the Bible. It's in other pop culture. It's in other religions. Generational curses are a legit thing, I think. You want to you want to you want to enlighten us there, angelic uh, Adrian? Oh, let me see if I got an angelic voice. Swish, swish. A generational curse is also another involuntary way in which demons enter into the life of an individual. As mentioned in the Bible, that God will visit the iniquity of the parents on to the child, children, and their children's children. This is often evident. When a child grows up and seems to inherit bad habits, addictions, or conditions from their parents or past relatives, they may even have never met. This could be drug addiction, addiction to alcohol. Isn't drug addiction and addiction to alcohol basically the same thing? I mean, they're different. They're They're all substances, but yeah, same addiction. Many different addictions and different sicknesses and diseases. It could be something that is passed on to only one individual in the family or something that even every member of the family seems to have inherited. Isn't this just called uh, having genes? Could be. But you could have cursed genes. No. You're, you're, Those thick thighs you got over there are your, your genes, big boy. I'll tell you what the real curse of genes is. 70 fucking dollars a pair. <laughs> what? What? You didn't understand it? You didn't get that? That was a total oh, sign of jeans. Yeah, your your dad jokes literally go so far over my head. They go so far over my head every time. I'm taking you so seriously. We're in this goddamn supernatural podcast, and there's just way over my head. I got it. Jeans. Well played. Thank you. That was good. Well I like that one. You get a gold star for that. Thank one. you. Thank you. So those who are cursed are held guilty by original sin. In some cases, evil spirits enter an apparently innocent victim or a victim held guilty by original sin. The victim may be an unborn baby who is cursed from the mother's womb. The curse can be from original sin or from a jealous relative, friend, enemy, or even the child's own parents. The thing about this is so fascinating is where you watch it in pop culture and where they're pulling this stuff from. So this little saying, it's in one of the exorcism movies where she has an unborn baby that is Satan. So, I mean, it. I don't know if I believe it, but it's cool to see where these people are actually getting historical facts and they're using it within pop culture. I agree. There's some interesting uh, parallels here. In reality, there are no such thing as an innocent victim with regard to demonic possession, excluding those victim souls God allows to be possessed and tormented for the sake of their own good and the salvation of others. Only those people who are actually guilty of mortal sin or even deliberate ven- venial sin can become possessed by evil spirits. All unbaptized infants and adults are held guilty through original sin and are under the dominion of the devil until they are have received baptism. There is the infallible teaching of the Catholic Church. Have you guys been baptized? I have. I'm going to say probably not. Could have been when you're a baby, a wee baby. I see how red you are right now, and I'm guessing no. <laughs> That's the alcohol. He's burning up. I've already, I've already checked off a lot of this on the list, so let's just move on and say I'm possessed. <laughs> you know what's crazy, though? Weird side note about the baby thing, the possession and the God thing. Have you seen the movie Legion, Adrian? Yes. Where God possesses those people during the end times. 
Yes. I find that interesting because there is there is talk that God can also possess people, not just the devil. Don't forget, God can also uh, take over your body and mind and all that. So be wary, so friends. How about we go over the signs of demonic possession? Is your roommate possessed? Is your daughter possessed? Yes, yes. Is Chase Michael Cozo possessed? Yes. How would we know? Chase, you want to tell us? Um. Yes. So what's going to happen when you know you're possessed? Um. The world is going to seem very cynical. Um, you're going to be angry at literally everything. Everything is just going to piss you the fuck off. And you're going to have a real need to masturbate 24-7. <laughs> you're fucked, my Does that dude. cover it? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, Did yeah. I hit all of them? Yeah. To be honest, most of them. <laughs> I yes. think he's kind of close. I didn't even read it. He guessed. Hell yeah. I think he's right. Props over here. Prop gold stars. Gold stars. Damn, right. I am possessed, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> the following is taken from Father Gabriel Amor's second book, An Exorcist, More Stories. Father Amor's book is published by Ignatius, released in 2002. He is a member of the Vatican Second Sect. The boundaries between one category and another are not clear-cut because there is a lot of mingling and compounding symptoms. So first is the external pain. It deals strictly with physical suffering. This includes the beatings, scourging, and injuries caused by inexplicable pushing, falling objects, objects, and so on that we read about in the lives of many saints, such as St. Paul of the cross and Padre Pio. These occurrences are not as rare as we may think, and the demon's activities is usually confined to external activity, internal activity, if any, is only temporary and limited to the duration of particular disturbance. Diabolic possession is the gravest form of demonic activity, which allows a continuing presence of a demon in a human body, the evil symptoms do not have to be continuous but can alter, alternate between periods of crisis and periods of rest. Possession implies intervals of tempor- temporary suspension of mental, intellectual, affective, and volative faculties. Symptoms can include the knowledge of languages unknown to the victim, superhuman strength, and the ability to know the occult or someone else's thoughts. Chase, do you have knowledge of languages unknown? No. Superhuman strength, yes. And the ability to know the occult or someone else's thoughts. What am I thinking? Uh, I don't know what you're thinking, but I definitely know the occult. Well, what am I thinking? I, I think you know what I'm thinking. My warp gate. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> thinking masturbation. I thought I thought that would be. I the thought first you guys were I was sink. gonna. I, uh, I was thinking that too, but I'm like, I don't know. You talk about a warp gate a lot, so we no. love the warp gate. Obviously, no. I don't have any of those. Then <laughs> it is blasphemy. <laughs> Burn the heretic. You don't know me as well. You you don't know demonic possession as well as you think you do. <laughs> oh, but you do. Oh, but you do. Just Why would I give my secrets out? He's possessed. He's possessed. Typically. There is an aversion to anything sacred, often in conjunction with blasphemy. There are also frauds who pose as demonic. Therefore, we need to be extremely wary. So it's you. That's You're a warning. It. That is a warning to everybody out there. <laughs> Don't trust you. Lock up your kids. Hide your wife. Don't trust anybody out there. <laughs> We're all possessed. Chase is possessed. Okay, this next one. Diabolic. Diabolic. Diabolic oppression is a ransom discomfort. We must remember that symptoms and gravity differ greatly case by case. This is a good point. As Chase, excuse me, as Adrian was saying earlier, with demonic possession, sometimes there is high points of activity when the person is possessed and oppressed, and then there's low points where there's periods of rest. This oppression can strike health, job, affections, relations with others, and so on. Its symptoms include unexplainable rages and a tendency to complete isolation. Oppression can affect both individuals and groups, even very large groups. I find this interesting because it's I go back to like paranormal activity and they talk about demonic oppression. That word is used very, very loosely. 
And I guess it's just when a demon just wants to oppress you. Help, help, I'm being repressed. You know? Yes. Okay. Yes. Now let's talk about diabolic obsession. This causes an almost split personality. Our will remains free, but is oppressed by oppressive thoughts. The victim experiences thoughts that may be rationally absurd, but of such a nature that it is unable to free himself. The obsessed person lives in a perpetual state of prostration, with persistent temptations to suicide. We must be aware that temptation to commit suicide is also present in diabolic possession and diabolic oppression. Suicide is a mortal sin, and one must never give in. This diabolic deception. Uh, Almost to our last ones here. Uh, Diabolic infestation. In this case, the malefic activity is directed toward places. I like this one. Houses, offices, stores, fields, objects, cars, pillows, mattresses, dolls, and animals. Therefore, it only indirectly affects man. Organ... Origin tells us that early Christians resorted to exorcisms in these situations. I think a lot of uh, ghost hunting expeditions have probably seen more diabolic infestations than actual hauntings, maybe. Maybe it's just a demon coming around fucking with you. Uh, it goes back to that show we were talking about. Which one? The uh, the Cursed Object show. Oh, yes. I do believe the Cursed Objects are a thing. Robert the Doll. Robert the Doll. We're sorry, Robert the Doll. We love you, and we appreciate you and respect you. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> Okay, sheesh. To one of our last ones here. Just got real hot in here. (laughs) (laughs) Diabolic subjugation. This term indicates a voluntary pact, implicit or explicit, with Satan, by which we submit to the lordship of the demon. Hell, Satan. There are also involuntary times with the evil one. These cases fall in the preceding categories, especially the most severe possession. So it's just when you worship the devil, you're going to get possessed. Uh, that's pretty straightforward, I would think. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Some <laughs> of these make more sense than others. Yes. But what do you guys think about possession? Uh, I am very concerned for my well-being at this rate. Yeah, you, you pretty much check almost all these boxes, my dude. <laughs> I am a little concerned for you. Uh, I like it. Um, I think it's, for me, I only know possession on the so uh, the mainstream media side of things, like from movies and whatnot. And the funny thing is, I can't even say I've watched those movies, but that's just what I know about possessions. So, actually, getting down to the nitty gritty on this shit was very intriguing. I enjoyed it. Well, don't you wait? We got some. Crazy I can't wait. Possess stories about actual people in real life, also coming from psychiatrists, people that have graduated with many master's degrees and learning the human's brain and stuff, where they can't even explain what's happening. Psychology. And basically psychology. Yeah. No, I mean psychology and other things. I think what that's what's... Other things? Things? Don't you worry. Have... <laughs> oh, we'll save it. Let's save <laughs> it. Yes. I am worried. I cannot wait. I am very worried. <laughs> I am worried. What else you should sh- I not be? You should be worried. Just like I should be worried because I said fuck you to Robert. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> you did. Why did <laughs> you say that? Look at him. He's, he's backtracking. He's, he's backtracking so now. remorse. Can we talk about how many people we still get on Reddit that's like... All the time. They'll read our posts. That was like fucking three months ago, and people were still reading like, I'm so sorry, Robert Adele. So maybe we should just say it one more time as a group. I'm sorry, Robert Adele. We're sorry, Robert We're sorry. Adele. We're sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. We are sorry. We are sorry. I am sorry. Yeah. No, this, this, these uh, democ stories we're going to talk about next week are going to be incredible. And I, that's why I like this, because there's a lot of really good, credible stories around possession, and also some fi- scientific facts that kind of back up the mysterious unknowns of possession. I'm digging it, guys. I uh, Do I believe in it? Yeah, I think I can. But I've never seen it in person, but it could it could happen. Well, if you guys want to stay along with us and follow our journey, Demonic Possessions, come follow us on Instagram at Stuck in This Purgatory. We'll be giving a little sneak peek to some of the stories that we're going to be talking about, as well as some pictures. And if you are enjoying the podcast... We would love for you guys to hit the review button on Spotify, Apple Podcast, as well as Google Podcast. It helps us out a bunch. And also hit that link tree on our Instagram to send you to all the stuff we have. If you want to go into our crazy world on Reddit, go see what we're dealing with. And uh, 
You'd, you'd get lost in a warp gate. <laughs> <laughs> and if you guys have any possession stories, don't forget to email us in at stuckofthispurgatory at gmail.com. Uh, we would love to hear you guys' stories as well. Chase is lonely on Gmail. No. Send him a story. Yeah. No, not too lonely. Yes, don't, you are. don't you worry about what I do on Gmail. <clears throat> what can you do on Gmail? That's so bad. <laughs> How could you twist it? <laughs> don't you worry. I love emails. I, I read every single letter. He's possessed by the email. <laughs> There's an email demon named Jubu. It's called Gmail. <laughs> you guys, you're just taking this way above and beyond. It's literally the names of things. I'm, I should know I'm possessed. And all you other possessed fuckers out there, I love you. Keep on rolling. Keep on rocking. Don't do drugs. Or do drugs. You know, whatever you want to do. It's a free country. <laughs> just ask for consent first. That's my, you know, that's my tip. If you're stuck in this purgatory like we are, ask for consent. Consent is good. We love you. Goodbye. <laughs>